Hello, I'm Michael Brodeur, and welcome to Leaders Alliance. We are a global community of kingdom-minded leaders who are passionate about helping you become the world-changing leader that God created you to be. Join the conversation. Everybody. My name is John Bootsma. You are on the Leaders Alliance podcast, and it's my privilege to step in for Michael and Diane Brodeur today, who are in Germany, the last I heard, on a ministry trip out across the pond. And we're just so excited for what Leaders Alliance is accomplishing as a kingdom-based uh, ministry business, accessing uh, what the Lord is doing across the nations, bringing in people both from the church, the marketplace, really joining it together for the sake of transformation, reformation, revival. I believe it's such a key time to be living today. Just think in the sovereignty of God, he allowed us to be alive at such a time as this. And uh, our, our role really within Leaders Alliance is we want to see an equipping and a training and a collaboration. We want to see leaders that often have been somewhat islands to themselves in their own little pockets of what they're doing in their cities and regions and come together and learn and grow from one another and give one to another and see those levels of collaboration and relationship take place so that we get to prepare, build a foundation and launch people with the anointing, the gifting, the healing of their hearts to, to, to really raise up a larger number of people across the face of the earth that I believe could see the return of the Lord, but certainly being equipped to see the kingdom of heaven manifest where we are. The Lord has constantly wanted to partner with humanity. And we're saying, Lord, here we are, weak as we might be, as inconsequential as we might see ourselves. I feel like the Lord is saying, hey, heaven sees you differently. We're imparting the glory of God. And, uh, and it's such an honor and a privilege to, um, to be a part of it within Leaders Alliance. And so uh, glad you're on the podcast today. We have weekly calls. Um, if you want to become a part of it, just join in, check us out. You're welcome to do that. That information will be available. But today, uh, we're delighted to be um, interviewing Steve Fish from Fort Worth, Texas. Steve and Marcy, his wife, have become friends of my wife, Patricia, and myself. And just so impressed with the quality of what they bring, uh, the leadership that they've carried within their church, and really the recognition of apostolic leadership within the church and within their sphere of influence. And um, I know you're going to love what uh, we hear from Steve uh, today. And so why don't we bring Steve on and we're going to hear some of his story. Uh, he'll, he'll share a little bit about what the Lord has done with himself. Hello, Steve. Good to have you with us. Hey, John. Good to see you, man. It's so great to be here. And just uh, thankful for you, John and Patricia, for your friendship. Uh, man, we love you guys and we love what God's doing in this. And I just so appreciate what you were saying, John, about just what an amazing time in history to be alive. That out of all the times the Lord could have dropped us into history, that he put us in this time and he's made us ready for this time. Yeah. Uh, we, we certainly don't always feel it right now, but he chose us for such a time as this. And so it's it's just great to be on here with you. And, you know, I just wanted to drop a few seeds right from the start here. I just felt during this podcast today, John, that pieces for people, I just saw these pieces coming together. I saw the Lord giving people clarity for building blueprints. Come on. I even felt like as as we were sharing today that the Lord just wanted to is going to confirm some future leaders in people's hearts. 
And, uh, and I feel like also that God's going to clarify even assignments for this season. And uh, so as, as John was saying, my wife, Marcy, and I, uh, we pastor in Fort Worth, Texas, and uh, Church Called Convergence have been there for 32 years. Um, I told people I started when I was 10, um, <laughs> but <laughs> it's, uh, it's been quite a journey. And uh, we're just so thankful to the Lord for, for every phase of our journey, uh, for the seasons that have, have been amazing, and, and then for the seasons that have been amazingly hard. You know, uh, John, you've been doing this for a long time, too. And I just find that when I'm talking with people many times, my greatest authority comes not from the things that went the best, but actually from the seasons of struggle. Yeah. And, and from those those places that were more difficult. And uh, so it's it's an honor, though, to be be with you guys today. I've grew up in a, a wonderful Christian home. Uh, my dad taught evangelism at the Baptist seminary in our town is, is known all, was known all over the place. I've 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 had people chase me down in, in every continent, five continents. I've had people chase me down and, and say, hey. Um, your dad, you know, he, he changed my life. My life was changed in his classes on evangelism wow. and revival. So I'm incredibly thankful for that heritage. Um, I went away to university then and, and begin to, to have these encounters with the Holy Spirit. And uh, at Baylor University one night in uh, 1981, uh, the Holy Spirit just just fell in my dorm room, and uh, I had, had never experienced anything like this. And uh, for it was about five hours that night. Uh, my my roommate and I we just sat there. You know, we were we were good Baptists. You know, we sat there. We were shaking. We were groaning. You know, John, I had never had anything happen happen to me like this before, and. Uh, out of that and out of some other encounters that begin to happen, I begin to think, I don't, you know, I, I didn't even really know what to call what was happening to me, but I thought, you know, I, I, I want to do this. I want to do this. And so I began to, to read the book of Acts and see that the miracles of Jesus continued, that we get to walk as he walked and begin to to see, you know, just miraculous things happen. I, I, you know, saw the Lord set people free from, from demons. And I just thought, you know, this is amazing that I get to live and do the very things that Jesus did. And, you know, I, I just hope that that never grows old. <laughs> that, yeah, that's right. you know, John, the prophets of old looked and, and they looked at the time that we live in today and they said, man, I, I would like to be there. And, and we live, we live today in that time. So we've, we've had a journey, you know, pastoring and, and uh, started at this church in 1990 and began to see the Lord break out in a fresh way. The prophetic began to flow. Um, we began to, to have these encounters, um, in 1993, there was just a fresh move of God in our city, and we were just overcome by the Holy Spirit. We spent entire services just 
laughing and we would just laugh and God would move and people would be healed. And then in 94, John Arnott came to our city and in April, uh, three months after the outpouring there in Toronto. And, and when I saw what he was doing and how he was ministering, <clears throat> I just remember thinking, you know, this is, this is what I've been hungry for. And we went back to our church and we just said, church, we're going to do this every night for the next two weeks. We're going to meet, we're going to pray. We're not going to strive. We're going to ask the Holy spirit to come and the presence of the Lord to fill the room. And, uh, every night we just begin to pray and, and people would spend hours on the floor. And, uh, you know, in that season, I, I, there were so many times I just, I, I locked people in the church and just said, you know, go out this door and turn out the lights. And, uh, my kids encounter the Lord and, and many of them, several of them were saved in that season, just laying on the floor and, uh, our, you know, one of our biggest problems then was, yeah, we could never end a service. <laughs> there was just so much that God was doing. And I'm really just so thankful, John, for the, for the heritage that we have in Leaders Alliance in Catch the Fire, um, for spiritual fathers and mothers like John and Carol, yeah. who carry such a, a strong apostolic mantle and a a mantle that they've walked in health it, you know there's it, it's been a healthy culture they were you know they were doing inner healing and all of that when when it wasn't the end thing and uh and i so appreciate that that they have modeled for us as spiritual fathers and mothers what it's like to have a healthy apostolic culture Mm. Oh, absolutely thankful for that. Yeah. And I've yeah. been blessed too, because I was raised in that in many ways. I was part of that whole move of the spirit and I've seen so many lives transformed, but even Steve, you know, knowing you to the degree that I know you now, I've been to your church to convergence there in Fort Worth. And I've seen that apostolic prophetic, um, evangelistic kind of gifting that you carry as well. And so what I would say then is, is especially knowing the times that we're living in and, and understanding that, that the Lord is very much highlighting the apostolic as one of the key things that he's doing. One of several things. I mean, the apostolic, the prophetic, all of those and seeing what you're saying that, that what John and Carol release, get your heart healed up, live out of that place. How has that yeah. changed? And how has that how has that affected your life and even the trajectory that you found yourself going on both within convergence, but also in your, you know, within the city and the people that you've been a part of? Yeah. Well, I, I'm just so thankful. I remember being there in Toronto and, and just the, the apostolic and the prophetic, you know, cause it talks in Ephesians two about how church is built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets. And so I remember being there in Toronto, this was probably 96 and, you know, we were experiencing just the father heart of God, but then a prophet, Mark DuPont just came to me and I was a young pastor and he just said, Hey, I want to, I want you to come up to my room for dinner. And he just, he just came and prophesied over me, took me up. We had dinner together, had a great conversation. And, and I just was like, you know, here I've experienced, I'm experiencing this apostolic move of the father's love. 
And then here, a, a prophet in the culture just comes and, and ministers to me. And I think there's something, you know, when you have that combination of the apostolic and the prophetic flowing together, um, not resisting each other, <laughs> right. but uh, I've seen I've seen that happen before. Um, but really walking together, you know that the the word apostle is it it just means as you know John sent one, yeah. and so so when you're in an apostolic culture, you're you're gonna find this something gets on you that your level of awareness of the fact that you're a minister that you are commissioned by God, you are sent by Holy Spirit, you are activated and empowered to rise up to a new level, something gets on you. Mm. And it, it's it's so different from the whole, you know, kind of spectator thing. It's like, no, I'm not, I'm not here to, to watch. I'm not here to just be another person in a pew. I, I am really sent by the Lord. And I did a, a study myself recently on on this word apostle in, in Greek literature. Um, you know, we've heard this story of how it, you know, it's being about uh, an admiral in the Navy and a ship going forth to establish culture. And I, I looked and I, I actually got it, got it sitting here and in, in my study. And, and it, it, that actually is true. I found uh, writings from a man back in the 1800s who was going through Greek literature and in his literature, he, he, the Apostolos was the name of an admiral in the Navy who they would, they would pack up these ships to take their entire culture to another land. And so, so they, would have, they would have teachers of language. They would have equipment to build roads. And, and they would take this culture, their culture, into another land. And, and for me that I love, I love that picture, John, just how the apostolic, I feel like one of the key things about the apostolic is that we bring the culture of heaven yeah. to earth. Yeah. And, you know, it's like as a pastor, once I begin to recognize what culture can do, it's like, okay, you know, I can try to change everyone individually myself or. I can begin to have this culture that when people drop into our culture, <laughs> yeah. it, it, it's a riverbed that they flow in. And we see people come in all the time who've come from abusive backgrounds, who've come from very controlling places, um, sometimes even people who've been thrown out of their churches, but the, they'll come into our church and get into this healthy apostolic culture and and begin to find healing mm, and, and so it, it is such an exciting time to be alive in in what the lord is doing in yeah. all of this and and tell me this too steve when we think of the apostolic uh, because when i look at you i see apostolic i know a little bit about who you are but i knowing marcy as well i see a father and mother and so many times people liken the apostolic to being that father and mother. And could it be that you guys as spiritual fathers and mothers that are, you know, that are not new kids on the block. You've been in this since you've been a child. And could it be that you guys really present something that is just so safe that people want to be a part of? And that brings healing. Is that part of what the apostolic is? Very much so. 
And you see that, you know, as you read the way that Paul, you know, his saying, hey, I'm, you know, you have lots of teachers, but you don't have many fathers. And, yeah. and I'm a, I'm a father. And, and I believe that, you know, the primary thing of, of, as far as the kingdom is family yeah. and, and relationship, you know, there's all, God could have, there's all these different names for the Lord, but, you know, he told us to pray our father who yeah. art in heaven and, and that's family. And so people sense that safety. Um, they, they know it's safe too when we as leaders get up and talk about our weaknesses. You know, that yeah. we can be, there's that authenticity. And, and man, the younger generations, especially, they're so, so hungry for that. You know, yeah. for them, it's not, it's not some kind of like optional thing. It's like, if they don't sense that authenticity and, and that's really coming from the heart and that people are real, um, I tell I tell people when they come to our church that, uh, you know, we know you're in process. Like, you know, we know things about you. <laughs> yeah. I say, I say, like, you know, we we're all in process. And the reason I say the reason I know you're in process is because I'm in process. You know, they they didn't hand me the microphone because I have it all together. And and so I think our our recognition are just sharing and recognizing that we're, we're all on this journey together and providing that place as, as fathers and mothers where, where it is a place of safety, um, yeah. is such a, such a key thing. And there's a, a story in the book of acts, uh, John, that I know you've read many times in acts chapter six, and it's one of my favorite pictures of the apostolic it in this time frame things were going really well the church was increasing but a conflict uh, arose uh, the 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 hebrew jews didn't they didn't feel like they were getting the the food that the greek jews were getting and so you have this uh potential for a division yeah and 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 so they they brought this to the apostles and it uh, it's just it's, it's such a brilliant example to me of what the apostolic does, um, because the apostolic, one of the key things in the apostolic is that we look for that bigger picture. We, we want to get that we want to get the kingdom blueprint. And so a crisis, rather than just running to settle a need, actually when you brought in the apostolic dimension to this crisis, it actually became a chance to bring in a whole new level of leadership. Yeah. And I, that's what, when we begin to connect with apostolic people as a church, we went from just trying to meet every need. And even there was a season while Marcy and I were pastoring that, you know, we just kind of felt like our job was even to try to make everybody happy. You know, <laughs> and I can I can hear the voice of Danny Silk saying, well, well, how's that working for you, Steve? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and so they they get the bigger picture. They they have uh, a capacity to get these blueprints, the heavenly blueprints and the, the bigger picture and a crisis becomes an opportunity. 
Yeah. And, uh, and we've seen this, like we're, we're working with a, a relief organization right now. And I love working with these guys because they know they're not called to just go into nations to bring food and relief. They know that it's a moment of opportunity and that there will be divine connections that may lead to uh, upgrade in the government, in the whole system, in the way the nation goes forward. They know they're assigned to do so much more than just bring food, even though that is completely valid. They get a bigger picture. And I love that about the apostolic. Yeah, that's good. You know, it's interesting, Steve, because I remember um, for Patricia, my first lead, like senior leadership pastoral posting, it was 2003. It was up in Canada, Stratford, Ontario. And, you know, people talk about pastor because that's what we talk about in our culture. It's like pastor so-and-so, yes. pastor this, pastor that. And, and I felt the Lord whisper in my heart, John, I want you to learn what it means to pastor apostolically. But of course, there's a lot of tension because, you know, that's over almost 20 years ago now. And, and the revelation of what the apostolic was all about was really seemed to be just rising to the surface more and more in that time frame. And and what does it really mean to be apostolic and how do you provide apostolic leadership? And then you look, consider scripturally. I mean, it's very clear that in the scriptures, in the New Testament, in the book of Acts and beyond, it wasn't the pastors that seemed to lead thing. It was the apostles. It was the prophets. And, and so over 2000 or so years, we've slipped to this point where it's all the apostolic and suddenly it's pastor everything. And it's not fair to the pastor because the pastor right. was never called to carry everything. So then you got pastoral burnout. So then in light of that tension and in light of what is, you know, yourself stepping into this already, what are some of the other things about the apostolic that perhaps we could help other pastors with that, you know, carry the title because that's more of our, of our Western culture, culture, you know, it's like pastors, but, but if the Lord is calling us and really raising up his church to become more apostolic, what does that look like for a, a pastor that might be listening or people that are listening as the Lord shifts, even some of the governance model within the church. What do you think about that? Uh, that's, that's so good, John. Yeah. It, uh, you know, what we've called pastor, especially here in the, in the States, and I've seen it pretty much around the world. And I know you have too, um, is it's much more cultural than it is biblical because yeah, as, as you search the word pastor, you know, you, you find it a few times. And, and then as you read the book of Acts, you see, you see the apostles, prophets, and you see teams of elders. And, and so, you know, it, it's a journey for a church uh, to begin to come out of this mindset. And, and it is, it's such a, uh, it's an impossible place. You know, it's like, you're going to be this super pastor who's going to, you know, and I remember when I first started, and sometimes when you're in a small church, it, it does take time. It takes time to, to raise up leaders. Um, but I remember the day when, you know, I was, I was counseling, I was preaching every week. I, you know, I was casting out demons. I was praying for the sick, you know, and it, and it, I had to begin this process of one kind of re-educating our church, like that we're all ministers. Yeah. And then two of, beginning to bring people in and raise people up at every level. And, and it, it, there was, there was, you know, there were times there was, there was some kickback. They're like, well, Hey, 
why aren't, why aren't you preaching every week now? And, you know, and, but then people, it begins to catch after a while, you know, it's yeah. like people, it's like, a, they begin to experience the joy of, they saw someone sick. And so, you know, it, it started out every ministry time standing at the front of the church was me, you know, it was kind of, that was the model, like the pastor stands at the front <laughs> and yeah. is the anointed one. And I was like, no, like, Hey, come with me. And I started grabbing people. Hey, you, would you, would you pray over him? Would you lay hands on him? And then, then you begin to find people who can lead at a certain level. I'm like, Hey, I want you to lead a prophetic team. You know, at first I invite him to come prophesy with me. Will you prophesy with me while we're, we're going to prophesy some at the end of the service? And I need you up with me. And then after a while, you're like, Hey, I think you can take a team. And so there's this, you just have to always be looking at who is God raising up and, and then sharing, you know, in the, in kind of our, our service is just helping raise, raise the vision that every single person is, is a minister. And, um, I think of what, you know, just the story I was talking about in Acts six, a moment ago there that, you know, what would have happened if Peter, instead of raising up a new level of leaders in the midst of this conflict, which is, which is really what happened. He, they, they sought the Lord they prayed and they, and they raised up who most of us think, you know, these were the first deacons that they raised up. And, and so out of this, you know, we see like Stephen is mm. performing signs and wonders now. And yeah. so it's like, okay, it's not just Peter performing signs and wonders. Now you have Peter, like he's, you have Stephen, he's multiplied what he carries. And, and there's mm. just something in us as leaders, like as leaders, we were wired for this level. Yeah, we were not. We were never created to be the ones doing everything. But the joy of seeing spiritual sons and daughters rise up oh, yes. and even do things better than you do Come them Come is on. amazing. And that's that's the heart cry of every father and mother yeah. is to see their sons and daughters go beyond them, and to know that when when you leave this earth your legacy has been greatly multiplied. Mm. And, uh, but I just think, you know, if Peter, what if Peter had just become, had submitted to the pressure, which there's a lot of religious pressure on pastors. And uh, what if he had come under that pressure to the point that he just became a better table waiter, you know, and maybe he would have, you know, I've thought about this and like, maybe he would have written a book on how to be the best table waiter, you know, so that he, he just tried to, <laughs> he just tried to solve the problem. And then what would Stephen, you know, Stephen probably never would have been raised up. And actually there's times I've seen this, John, and I know you've seen it too, that there's actually a tension in the church, just like here in Acts six. And the tension is because people are spiritually pregnant with more. Yeah. And it's, if we can see that and empower them and, and raise them up, we will begin to see uh, multiplication and people 
doing what they were destined to do. Yeah. Uh, no longer looking to us to be the the super pastor who does everything. Yeah. Um, and it, that's such a great place to, to it's be. It's an amazing, amazing place. And, and you've actually yeah. ignited in me just another aspect of where we're at within the church because of course COVID has kind of obliterated a lot and I think it's sifted and, but you know, the, the criticism that the church often took was that from a pastoral perspective, you know, it's like, let's make the best, you know, seeker sensitive, let's almost put on a good show. You got the most charismatic leader, so on and so forth. And, and at one level, I don't want to knock that, but I, what I do want is I want, what's the best, what is the Lord calling out for? That's the best that represents heaven, the kingdom best. And then I think about all these marketplace leaders that I believe are really wanting and desiring to be in community, in a faith community where Jesus is exalted as the head, but they don't, they don't want to be just, you know, another butt in the seat and a buck in the plate, you know, the spiritual ATM machine. So when you look at, when you look at the, um, you know, these leaders, we got, we got bonafide anointed marketplace leaders that are not in, in, in a church level ministry, as we know the previous form of the church, but they're, they're anointed in their own right. So then from an apostolic perspective, Steve, how do you, how do you bring some of these people in where maybe it's, it's about kingdom and there's the tension between kingdom and church and what's the Lord building? Cause it seems like there is a shift in this generation from what church has previously looked like to what I believe the Holy spirit is calling it to look like. And so to you as an apostolic pastor, you know, prophetic pastor, how do you steward what the Holy Spirit wants to do so that these marketplace leaders are actually feeling part of the community of faith and actually being fruitful in their realm? I mean, what does that look like for you? Wow, that is so, so good, John. And and I think we are, we're we're having we're getting out of this little our little church bubble. And it, it's like, you know, I've I've been studying that word church ecclesia, you know, and even the history of that word as you look at it, you know, these elders who were out in the gates of the city yeah and and who were were overseeing and it, and it actually is it is more of a of a governmental word than just a word of a a gathering you know yeah. we tend to think of gathering and and so it's it's been a lot of fun to really reach out uh because again this is another thing that that we're created for this we're not we're not created to like to just think in terms of our little church bubble here. We're called to be flowing in every area of society. And yeah. one of the things that began to help us move into this more was really celebrating the testimonies of those who are seeing the Lord move out in the marketplace and really validating like, Hey guys, this is, you know, I just even say to people, I'm like, hey, we get to we get to practice here, but we get to go do this all week. Yeah. And and I think the apostolic, like whenever we gather and we have a worship service, I, I don't believe we should just end it. I believe we should always send out. And that's that apostolic. I believe we should, you know, that anytime we gather, I bless like, thank you, Lord, for what you've done in this room. But I thank you that all week now. What you did in this room prepares us for what we all get to do all week. And so, you know, we've had so many 
things happen. I have a, an assistant man who was an assistant principal at an elementary school. And I, he was one of the best pastors in the city. And he, mm -hmm. he brought into that elementary school a spirit of adoption. Wow. He cultivated the presence of God in his office at the school. Yeah. One day his administrator walked in like the guy above him <laughs> walked in and started crying and said, I don't know why I'm crying in your office. And he said, that's because of the presence of God yeah. and God really loves you. And that's a public school. Another day in a public school, um, uh, one of our, one of our ladies was uh, substitute teaching and she had library duty. So she was in the library and for quite a while, that was her assignment. And there was a young man there who uh, was like, he said, Hey, I'm becoming a warlock or whatever. And he was, you know, venturing into witchcraft and all this. And so she just started praying, Lord, Lord, touch him, set him free. And so she, uh, one day the Lord said now, and so she put on a song and played it over the speaker in the library. And it was just a song. I don't know what song it was, but it was, it was a, you know, a strong song, you know, about Jesus and what he does. And the, the, the young man in the public school library began to go through such a deliverance that she actually had to get a, a trash can, you know, and, uh, that that deliverance began to happen just right there in the library. And then another man, he worked for a, a airplane manufacturer, military airplane manufacturer in our region. And he prayed over a certain hall and he felt like the Lord had really given him that hall for the presence of God. That when people came through that hall, that they would be touched. And he also had a very strong prophetic gifting and he, the Lord would show him who was the best person to employ for the company. And, and people would ask him like, you know, how does this, how does this happen? You, you get the best, you get the best workers, you know? And he just, I was like, I, I pray about it. And, and so it's, that to me is one of the key things about the apostolic in is that, We've got to be helping everyone get this bigger picture that we're here. Um, I consider myself the, you know, I'm, I, yeah, I, I have a church that I'm the senior leader of, but I pastor in my neighborhood, <laughs> Good. you know, yeah, that, that this is my, I consider this my greatest responsibility, first my family and then this neighborhood. And then I have a flock. Yes that I see, but I want every person in our flock to know that where you live is not an accident and Holy Spirit has anointed you to minister to people in your neighborhood. And there are going to be divine setups, yeah. just like in Acts chapter six, there, there was a divine setup that appeared at first as a, as a tension and a moment to divide, but it actually was a, a moment for multiplication. And, and I think a, a key part of this in the apostolic is the apostolic really helps us move from just blessing to also building. That's good. 
I think, you know, as, as you look at Jesus and his ministry, he, he had the ministry to the 5,000, you know, I mean, to, you know, to the multitudes and, but yet really his key, his key ministry wasn't the preaching to the multitudes, but it was 12. Yeah. He, he was building 12 people. He was blessing multitudes, but he built the 12. He built the 70. He built the three. So he had these, these leaders that he was building into and, and this that would multiply what they were given. And, and I feel like this is, is, is such a important thing that's on us um, as leaders in Leaders Alliance that the Lord is bringing us together and strategically connecting us to help us step into multiplication. That, that what we carry and, and, and bringing us those relationships that can make, make such a difference. I, I remember when, you know, we in the mid nineties began to get all these prophetic words from, from, from our prophetic people that, that the Lord really wanted us to have more apostolic connection as a church. And so I really began to pray about that. And and I love the prophetic. And one of the things about the prophetic is the more prophetic someone is, the more intensity they feel that what they see probably should have happened even yesterday. Right, yeah. <laughs> You've never experienced that, right? right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so finally I said to them, I said, look, you know, do you want me to just go rent an apostle? I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like it doesn't it doesn't work like that. You know, we we talked about at the beginning fathering and mothering. I'm like, this yeah. is a relationship thing. But as we prayed in that season, the Lord actually did align us with a man uh from the UK who was much farther along in a lot of kingdom things than we were. And he had a vision of the apostolic um a lot of the apostolic that I was seeing in the States at that time was more militant. And some of it even honestly was kind of felt like a network system, kind of a network, you know, and, and I didn't feel, I didn't feel the relational dimension in a lot of it. And we met the Lord sent us a man from the UK and he came in and when he came in, he began to help us have a blueprint. We had never had this before. Like when he left, we had actually a blueprint and things to unpack for the next 12, 24 months. And he would come and just like, hey, you need to build this. And hey, let's do this. I remember one time he said, he came in, he said, I want you as a church over the next 12 months to send a prophetic team into every single home in the church. Wow. And we, we called it a home blessing ministry. So, so we just, we raised up the teams and we had people sign up and over a 12 month period, we sent a prophetic team into every single house. We prophesied. I mean, all kinds of things took place. Deliverances took place. People wow, got healed. On. Um, we, we, we walked through, we blessed the homes and, you know, that was a really strategic thing that he saw 
that I didn't see as somebody who was kind of in the battle at that time that actually really strategically connected our church in a fresh way and got us outside the walls to minister. So that, that was, you know, just a, as, as we begin to connect with apostolic ministries, um, there began to be a, a, like a fresh focus to build that came on us in the church. So good. I love it, Steve. And so what I'm hearing from you, because we need to start to think wrapping up, um, what I've heard from you really is, is the concept of the apostolic being the sent ones, which is so healthy for us to have a sending mentality because the promise of Habakkuk, the whole earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord, even as the waters cover the seas. We have to be sending. I'm hearing fathers. I'm hearing this fathering, mothering reality to be released. I'm hearing building. I mean, there's so much apostolic teaching, but is there anything else, Steve, that, you know, from apostolic leaders, like what else? What else do apostolic leaders need to engage in? I, I know there's a lot of things that's in, that are in your hearts, but that's in your heart. But what else can can we do as apostolic leaders to not just think apostolically, but do apostolically to enter into the the design of the great apostle Jesus Himself? Mm. That's so good, John. I think I want to kind of bring us back to that to this thing that we we hit early on of creating healthy culture. And this is something. This is something I've seen from, from, from key apostolic people who've who've influenced my life. Like they would even come into our church and help us find those, those missing components. Mm -hmm. And I think this is part of the apostolic that like. There, there are certain components that we want to see in any healthy environment. Now, how those components relate together and how much of which component and all that is going to vary as you go into different locations. But you want to, you want to help people come into a healthy culture, um, relationally, um, a, a culture where, as we mentioned earlier of authenticity, where people are valued, where people are activated. And, uh, even in the, the story we talked about earlier in the, in the book of Acts, it was like he said, you know, raise up leaders who, who are wise, who are men of integrity. And that's talking about the values and the values, the collective values form the culture. Yeah. And, uh, and so, so there's the dimension of we're, we're building out, we're, we're always going. And I remember, um, Wes Campbell. You know, when he came in, he said, you know, he's had this powerful sentence about the apostolic. And it, it was something like the apostolic is always building. You know, Wesley, he's got that intensity. Yeah, the apostolic is always moving and always building, always increasing, always looking for the more. And you could just you could just kind of like, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and so so we're building out. But I've learned that if, if you don't build out of a healthy culture. A, a foundation of healthy culture yeah. of, of really even like caring about our people. They're not just these building blocks, you know, they're living yeah. stones. That's right. They're not um, yeah. And so, you know, I just even think of yesterday, one of my team members, I, we were just in the team and, you know, I just, uh, he didn't, he did, to me, I just like, well, I, I hope he's doing okay. I couldn't tell. And I was like, that's like, I'm just going to call him right now, you know, and just, really walking together in a healthy environment 
where we really care about the destiny that's on each person and not just what they can give or what I want them to be in this season, <laughs> but right. really looking for, for yeah. where they're going. And which is the father, which is what a father and that's, and that's back to fathering. And to me that this is such a great way to, to wind this up today because that's, that's what many of us have missed at times. And we're, we're just in, in a season where that spirit of adoption and our knowing the father heart of God and true spiritual fathers and mothers being raised up in the marketplace, in businesses, fathers like the man I talked about, who's a vice principal yeah. at an elementary school, um, that, that, that level of heart, uh, that wants to see people go all the way with the Lord, um, is really the true heart of an apostle. Yeah. And really, Stephen, this is a brand new subject we don't have time for now, but what I'm really sensing is if we carry this to the next level, I'm seeing people that are rooted and grounded in love in Christ, in the local church, in the ecclesia, as it were. Yes. But we see the apostolic and the prophetic in every sphere of influence, you know, the I five so agree. being released. And so yes. what, what is replicated, what, what is modeled in the church is replicated in the world around us because so many yes. people you know, that are out there, it's, it hasn't even occurred to them to darken the door of a, of a local church. And so if the church really were, were to grasp this, I mean, it's a, it's an earthly modeling of a heavenly reality that if we get this, if we get heavenly culture, we get kingdom culture, if we get fathers and mothers, if we get, get your heart healed up, you know, like what you said at the beginning of this podcast, John and Carol, Arnett, you know, initiate. I was part of, we were one of the guinea pigs, Patricia and I, before the whole renewal started in Toronto. Thank you. <laughs> hey, it was such an honor, you know, I'd be a guinea pig for other things, but it was an honor to be the guinea pig for this. I remember being yeah. there in actually my sister-in-law's house and Carol sharing what she learned from John and Paula Sanford, wow. taking these seven videos yes. and go through it and, you know, yes. but don't go through it if you're not going to get ministry and deal with the mm. issues so that, so that the filter wow. of who you are is so pure that the love of the father comes out and pours through you, you know? And, mm. and so that's what I'm hearing you saying. And I, and I just see it yeah. as such an incredible model to see healthy apostolic, you know, vision and, and, and feet on the ground across the whole earth where we're going. So, so I think what yes. we should do, Steve, is just to close is if you are willing, if you got any more words of wisdom or anything else you're feeling to share, but maybe if you could pray over everybody listening, I might jump in I as well. I would love that. Yeah. Just jump in. Let's do this. So yeah. Go for yes. It. Let's pray. Father, thank you for what you're releasing. Lord, I thank you for what you showed me earlier that you're even pointing out leaders that are rising up and even that people who have felt stuck that you, you've, you've been hitting like a lid for a season that that the lord is is lifting you above that he's begun to lift up your eyes above that and and your head above your enemies to see clearly in this season father i thank you for missing pieces i i see even like these keys just dropping lord uh to unlock destiny lord not only in our own lives but in other people's lives and uh, I, I feel like there's some of you, like you've been challenged today. You're seeing people in your church in, in a higher level. Um, I see people even recognizing people who have ministry and anointing and gifting 
um, who are out in the marketplace, who are in the business places, and and really calling them out and and laying hands on them. Um, I even see some like honoring others who who have been leading and ministering out in the marketplace. And I, Father, I pray all across the earth uh, this week that there would be testimonies of your power, what you're doing on the earth. And we thank you, Father, for for spiritual fathers and mothers. Father, we thank you for the apostolic dimension. We thank you for apostles and prophets in the church today and all of the fivefold giftings, Father, and, and how you are activating, stirring up, and empowering the body of Christ like never before. We bless you for that, God. Thank you, God. And I remember just that key phrase that you gave us, Holy Spirit, where it's more, you know, and, and ultimately it's like, yes. we want more of you, Lord. And I agree with that today. Give us more. Yes. Give more every Lord. listener, our families, our churches, our neighborhoods and cities, more of you. Yes. But I pray too, Father, take more of us. Take yes. more of us and, and lead us in the way that we're to go. There's certain models, certain ways that we've done things that it's time to say, goodbye to them as we step into this new apostolic prophetic paradigm where you are the chief apostle our lord jesus yes, christ jesus. so father yes. give us give us this uh, mentality of kingdom of the sent out ones of the admirable the admiral on the sea extending the culture of a certain colony or location into distant lands father that we would carry that even as steve shared today and so we bless you as as those that are with us in this journey that you would uh, you would enter in that you would not only belong but that you would become as steve declared in jesus name father thank you that you're faithful thank, thank you, you that the last words of the Great Commission in the book of Matthew, Lo, I am with you always. Father, yes. thank you that we don't do this isolated. We do it together in community with you in heavenly places, with, but also with your spirit and with other brothers and sisters. It's the family and community that we've all longed for. So let it be, Father, in the name of Jesus. Let it be. Amen. Amen. Wow. Well, hallelujah. Thank wow. you. Wow. Hallelujah. <laughs> really appreciate what you shared. It's so rich. May it minister to many you, others. John. May you be blessed as you continue the, the upward trajectory into what it means to be the apostolic, you know, apostolic, wow. prophetic, everything thank the Lord's you. given to you as you raise up other sons and daughters. Wow. Well, thank you, John. This has been great to, to get to do this with you today. Yeah, it's been my honor and pleasure. Thank you. And God bless everybody listening. Bye for now and see you next week.